All right, we're on. <clears throat> okay, okay. Everything looks good. Levels look good. Hello to anyone and everyone who watches now live or after this goes off. I was just a little bit bored. It's 8.30 Pacific time and I don't want to eat anything. I'm not hungry. I don't feel like watching anything. I was thinking about playing some PS5, but I was like, screw it. I haven't done a live in a while. And the last one I did, I remember, was not very good because my settings were all messed up. But I think I figured that all out. But I figured we will just go live and talk about the week and just BS. If anyone comes on, feel free to ask me some questions. I see the chat there. So this week... Wednesday, two days ago, March 2nd, um, was my one-year anniversary, so my girlfriend and I went to Disneyland, and that was the first time I had gone since last year with her. We went twice. We went last May, we went last, I believe it was September or October, during the Oogie Boogie Bash, but before that, I was an annual pass holder and I didn't subscribe, um, when was it, 2020? I think it expired January 2020 or February 2020, around there. And I did not renew it. And then I remember Disney gave everybody, I think, like an extra four months. But I just let it expire. So that 2020 was the last time and 2019 were the last times I used to go a lot, probably like once to three times a week. So we went on Wednesday, we had park hoppers and it wasn't too bad. I don't mind the reservation system. I kind of like it, but I don't, I can't tell you, I don't know if anyone can tell you if it actually keeps the parks um, less crowded. I mean, theoretically you would think that Disney has an algorithm and a set number of people that want to let it in every day. And I know if you try to book a day like yesterday, I was trying to get in Saturday. And there was nothing available. And then two hours or three hours later, it became available. So either they sporadically open slots or it's as people cancel slots open. But from what I remember two or three years ago, it Definitely wasn't as crowded um, as it used to be. When I used to have an annual pass, I would pretty much go almost every day, whether it was just to hang out, ride rides, or just eat. And everyone did that. It was, it was really, really, really packed back then. But it wasn't bad this week. So we got in on Wednesday, and we started in... Where did we start? In Disneyland. And obviously, the first thing we did was go straight to Rise of the Resistance. Because when we went there last year in May, they didn't have the regular um, queue where you just lined up. It was the virtual queue. And I believe the day that we went was the first day, not the first day, but it was the first day that week that Rise of the Resistance was actually down that entire day. So we didn't get to go on that day. And... I was kind of glad that they had the regular queue where you just had to wait out wait outside in line. 
because um, I don't really mind waiting in line. And it only took about, I think, 45 minutes to an hour, maybe. I remember it said like 80 minutes, but I don't think it took that long. But we finally were able to get on Rise of the Resistance. And yeah, it, it was what everyone says it is. It, it is an amazing ride. Um, if you've ever been to Disneyland Paris and you've ridden the uh, Ratatouille ride there, same premise. It's on those new magnetic tracks, but updated, I'm sure, since this is a brand new ride, there's probably new technology and it's more advanced system, but it's the same, uh, you know, pretty much the, the ride mechanics are the same. Um, it was it was great. The only thing that I was and disappointed is in the word. I, if you remember the Indiana Jones ride when it first opened, and even now, when you're in that queue, there's so much to look at. The queue is almost like a ride in itself. There's so much stuff to to like see, things you can interact with, like uh, pulling on the uh, not the rope and all that stuff. And even back when it first opened, you would get a card and you had to decode stuff. But the Rise of the Resistance queue, it was just pretty plain. Until you kind of get towards the end and you start seeing like those lockers with the guns in it and the uniforms and the helmets. But it wasn't throughout the entire queue. But, I mean, what are you going to do? So, I really, really enjoyed everything about the ride itself. And I was kind of fascinated because... When you ride something the first time and you don't know what's going to happen, things just blow your mind. And then when you leave and you think about it, you try to start to figure out how they did it. And, you know, it's not that difficult. But when you get into that first ship and um, you're getting pulled in by the tractor beam and then they're like, you know, let them out. And you know you're going to get out onto, uh, I guess, a Star Destroyer. Like, when they said open the doors, I thought they were... So you walk in this way, you walk in. I thought when they were going to open the doors, they were going to open the other set of doors. So you walk in and then immediately walk off into a different section. But it, it was, it freaked me out that they opened the doors that you initially walked through to get onto the Star Destroyer. And then it's like you're in the movies. And when you sit back and think, there's tons of ways you could have did it either the ship you were on could have gone up it could have gone down it could have just spun around and you you know you get off but it was still good for like the first time experience it just feels real because you're not thinking about it at the time but then you get off on the star destroyer and there's all the first order stormtroopers that was pretty cool um i think i heard someone say that all of them um aren't currently working at the same time like they should be. So I did notice that a few of their heads turned, but it was like, I really, really felt like I was on a real ship or even in a Star Wars movie. It just looks so real. And then they take you to the next area and then it's the getaway and you get into the little, uh, little escape pod. And that was really well done. All the holograms were great. Kind of, it did feel like say ray and poe finn and kylo ren and general hux it felt like they were all there even though they weren't or they were animatronics 
the animatronics were really advanced. It looked really, really cool. Um, all the effects when you're escaping and there's blasters and it looks like you're, it's actually hitting the sides because they explode and you could see like the machinery get shot open. That was pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, when you leave and you exit the ride and it's over, it, it's just like definitely, definitely one of the best attractions that Disneyland has. And the only reason why I don't put it as like one of my favorites is because I personally like um, thrill rides better. I like roller coasters and stuff like that. But <laughs> it's amazing. This might be one of the only rides I don't think I've ever heard anyone say anything bad about. It's just a really good experience. And um, it's a really good ride. So we got on that finally. And that was a 10 out of 10. And then the we didn't do this immediately after. But... Um, we did get on the Spider-Man web, the web slinger or web shooter ride. But before that, we walked around Disneyland. We went on Big Thunder Mountain. I did a video ride through. Unfortunately, I accidentally turned off the video after like three seconds. So I think there's a 30 second gap in my video. So next time I go on, I'll re-record. But I do plan to post um, ride throughs for rides on my YouTube page. Um, so we did that. And what else did we get on in Disneyland? I don't remember if we got on that many rides. I know we ate some. We got a corn dog after that. We got drinks in Galaxy's Edge. Um, we had a lunch in the park. And then um, at around, I think I booked the Spider-Man ride for like 4 o'clock. So we went into DCA. Oh, to go back to Big Thunder Mountain, I had the Genie Plus and I used it for Big Thunder. And it was a great experience. It was easy to book it. And it only took, I think, three minutes to get on the ride. I, I don't know if I got lucky because I see a lot of people on social media and Twitter kind of complain about Genie Plus that maybe it's confusing, but it wasn't to me. So I got on Big Thunder really fast. The only reason it did take three minutes is because when we were next, the family in front of us, their kid was too small to ride the ride. So they had to take time to measure him. And then they just had to like walk them off. And then the woman came back and we got on the ride. So that was awesome. I also used Genie Plus for the Spider-Man web shooter ride. And that was kind of interesting because you pay $20 per person for Genie Plus but then you have to pay an extra $10 per person for the lightning lane for Spider-Man. And I mean, the only reason why it wasn't worth it is because when we got on, the ride stopped. So something must've happened on the ride and everyone who was already on had to leave and they all waited in line again. So we had to wait for it to be fixed. And then once the ride was fixed, everyone who had to get off they were the first ones to get on. So the lightning lane for that, I think we were in that line for 30 to 45 minutes, but that's only because the ride shut down. If the ride didn't shut down, I would estimate that the lightning lane would have taken probably like 10 minutes, I think, maybe less. 
So I can't really complain too much. But again, the Spider-Man ride was amazing. It's similar to Midway Mania and Astro Blasters where, I mean, everyone knows those are the rides where you're shooting at stuff and trying to gain points. But they did a really good job with the web slinging. Like, it was pretty cool. I actually got really tired because you're friggin' like you're thwipping for what seems like five to six minutes. And yeah, it was pretty tiring. But we almost made it to the leaderboard when we left. But the people that were with us, they, they weren't very good. All they, I think all they really needed was like 50,000 more points each. And we would have got on the board. I think I had like 200,000 points. I think like 200,000. My girlfriend had like 180,000. I think they had like 120,000 each. So we just missed the board. But finally got on Rise and Spider-Man. Both rides. Perfect. They were super fun. I love that they got Tom Holland back. That was a, a good touch. And then in DCA, pretty much after that, all we did was walk around because mostly everything else is like Tower of Terror. Sorry, Tower of Terror. I see so many people posting that they wish Tower of Terror was back. Now I'm talking about it and I don't even like it. Um, Mission Breakout is one of my favorites and California Screaming is one of my favorites and Goofy Sky School. But my girlfriend doesn't really like getting on roller coasters. So those are rides I'll have to ride on my own. So we got on Spider-Man and we just basically walked around. Um, I did get this cool hat. I'm very excited about it. Because I don't see too much Doctor Strange stuff in the park. It's a really cool hat. I love the emblem. Let's see if I can get it there. The only thing that's a little bit weird is this point here. For some reason... Like, if you could see here how it, like, just goes straight up and then back instead of, like, just going back right here. But it's cool. I like it. We'll mix Strange with Spidey. We're all good. Um, so all in all, real, real tons of fun on Wednesday. And as we left the park, we upgraded our... Uh, park hopper tickets that day for enchant magic keys so now we have passes i believe we're going to dca tomorrow and i want to do the food and wine festival with the uh sip and was it the sip and oh man what is it sip and save i always get confused you know what i'm talking about i think it's 54 dollars for eight um meal tickets so i want to do that because i usually do it every year that i'm there um obviously not the last two years but uh, i think i want to do that and maybe maybe get on spider-man again uh, i want to eat at the pim kitchen because i didn't we didn't eat there wednesday and just walk around i wish grizzly rapids was open but it's not still in the refurbishment. Um, so yeah, we have booked tomorrow. And I think we 
have another day this month booked and we have an April day booked. So everything is pretty easy. I had no problem with the app, no problem with Genie Plus or booking lightning lanes or booking my um, the days I want to go. The only interesting thing about the app and the Disneyland app is really thorough. It has a lot of options in there when it comes to booking rides or food, um, paying for food to pick up, like you do everything in the app. I just don't understand why when you're in the app and you want to select a day to go to the park, when you click the button, you can't do it in the app. It takes you out into a browser. That's neither here nor there. It's inconvenient, but I don't know why they can't just add that to the app. Um, I guess that's all there really is to say about my day in the park on Wednesday. Um, what else do we have? What other news is there besides food and wine? Um, I guess the first people to get on the Star Cruiser was this week, March 1st. And it seems like the paid customers have been enjoying themselves as well. So, so the people who were giving flack to influencers because they got chosen to ride it for free. Everyone seems to like it. So, I mean, why not just stop hating things because you don't get to do it or think everyone has ulterior motives? Like, just let them enjoy it and judge it after you do it. If you don't want to pay five, $6,000, and that is also kind of a caveat. Well, not a caveat, a, um, a falsehood, mixing my words. It doesn't cost $6,000 for one person to go. Obviously, it's still expensive. If your party is four people, it's $1,500 a person to go. It's still not cheap. But you shouldn't be telling people, for me to go, $6,000 is too much. You're not paying. I mean, if you're like, if you have the money and you want to pay $6,000 and you're the only one there, Fine. Like, if you're not going to miss your rent or your mortgage, be my guest. But I would assume a lot of people that I see on Twitter is a pretty tight-knit Disney, not family, but everyone gets along on there. It seems like a lot of people know each other. I feel like you're going to find three other people to go with you if you wanted to. And then it's $1,500 a person. I'm sure it's probably more expensive in the middle of the summer, I don't know for a fact, but there are a lot of things that Disney does where it's a little bit more expensive, depending on when you go. But I feel like everyone could find four people to go. If you like Star Wars that much, where you are considering um, going on the Star Cruiser, I feel like you, you have three other people to go with. Because if this was something like, uh, say, uh, Avatar, and it was a Pandora thing, and it was six, whatever, fifteen hundred a person, six thousand for four people. I'm not going. Like I don't care about Avatar or Pandora. If I go to the Disney park in Florida, yeah, I'll go to the Pandora park, the Pandora, the Pandora um, section of uh, I think it's Hollywood Studios. But I'm not paying to go to an immersive experience because I don't really care about. Um, Avatar. So people who don't really care about 
Star Wars, they're not going to go. They probably don't know three other people uh, who would. So I feel like it's an experience. Would I do it? I think I would. I know I can afford it without having remorse. I, there are other things that I probably would rather spend $1,500 on, like camera gear or computer stuff or video game stuff or technology, because that's my thing. If I buy something like that, a new, say, camera lens, I know I'm going to use it and, you know. Um, but the Star Cruiser does seem interesting. I wouldn't go broke over $1,500, and I know um, that's a privileged thing to say, but I acknowledge that I can afford it, and some people cannot. So if you can't, I'm not talking down on you because everything in the Disney community is sort of like this. Sometimes we take advantage of what we can do. I just bought a magic key. I went to Disneyland on Wednesday. There are some people who can't afford to spend $300 just to go to Disneyland. So when I or anybody else says, oh man, $350 for park hoppers is totally worth it. It's the exact same thing when people who can afford the Star Cruiser say it's totally worth it. They can afford it. You can afford your tickets. Other people can't. Even though it's only $300 to us, it's not worth it to some people. So you have to put that in perspective. Something is only worth, I feel, what you can afford. Like, I want a Range Rover. Theoretically, I could buy one, but I would have like no money left. I would have no money. So is it worth it to me? No. But if you are a millionaire or you have that kind of income, a Range Rover is worth it to you. You could buy that cash and not have to worry about it. So that's just how I feel on subjects like that. Uh, looks like no one in the chat. So even though I'm almost at 200 Twitter followers, I guess it's still not enough to get some engagement on here to talk back and forth or ask some questions, answer some questions, but that's okay. Hopefully soon I'll get there. But that's all I really wanted to say about the Star Cruiser. Something that's kind of like a nice to have. Um, I didn't read up too much about certain details and I'll probably do it tonight or tomorrow. But if, say, I were the one to have come up with this, and this isn't an original thought because I've seen other people, it would have been cool if the Star Cruiser was built somehow where you get on, you're on it for two days, and that's supposed to be like your flight. And then when the doors open, when you leave after two days, you go right into Galaxy's Edge. That... I think would have been dope, but they built Galaxy's Edge way before this. I don't, I don't know if they would be able to coordinate it, but that would be cool. Also, and I don't like to assume, but I would hope if you're paying $1,500 for one person or $6,000 for a family, I hope park tickets are included in that. I, I don't. Quite no. Let me actually, let's see. 
Let me go to the Google. Let's see, are park tickets included? And it's called, uh, what the hell is it called again? Jesus. The uh, star cruise there. With galactic star cruising. Do, do, do. Your park, all right. Your park reservation and admission to Disney's Hollywood Studios on the day of your planet excursions are included. Okay, cool. So they are. That's base. That's like bare minimum. I would have. It would have been disappointing if they didn't. Like that would have been, pretty much terrible. That's good. You get your tickets. I'm. I'm guessing. It's for one day. Doesn't look like it's a park hopper, but at least they let you get in the park. Okay. So. Let's go back to my chat. So we talked a little bit about food and wine, talked about my day at the park, talked about my pass. Oh, there was something crazy about when we got our magic keys. Um, you know how when you upgrade or you buy tickets, you have to give them your driver's license, your ID, and then you have to write down your email address and your phone number. They have all your information. So we, we did all of that. And then when we got home, I had noticed that they spelled my girlfriend's last name wrong. They somehow forgot the first letter of her name, which isn't a big deal. I said, I'll just go back tomorrow and fix it because I have both passes linked in my Disney app and she has her pass in hers. And I went yesterday and it was kind of weird they fixed it in the computer. And again, this isn't a big deal because we always use our phones every time we want to scan in. But the ticket people always kind of like try to put fear in you and they tell you, you better carry your ticket if your phone dies or the internet goes out, you need your ticket, you can't get in the park. So I'm like, okay, I have to fix this ticket. Even though I'm never going to use it, I have to fix it. So I went yesterday and I said, hey, you know, they spelled the name wrong. Um, I scanned her digital pass. She corrected it in the computer and she's like, everything's good to go in the computer. Everything's correct. But for some reason they couldn't print me out a new magic key paper ticket because they said it would ruin our current uh, days that we booked. And she was like, there could be an error and we don't know how long it would take to fix it. I was like, <laughs> Wow, okay, that doesn't make sense to me because I don't work there. I don't understand how just correcting a name would do that much damage, but I didn't do it. So we always have our phones. I figure we could just, I don't know, take a screenshot maybe of our barcodes and take a picture of the ticket because our batteries on our phones We'll never die, but if the internet goes out, we could have a screen capture in our photos, which is fine. And we always carry a um, portable charger, so that'll never it'll never uh, die. That that was interesting. Um, 
What else? <sighs> I don't know. Can't think of anything. Let's see. My pro, I don't think anyone has seen that I posted that I'm live. None at all. <sighs> one day, one day, one day. So, what else? Oh, yesterday I went to downtown Disney. Let me see where we are. About a half an hour. I'm, I think I'm almost done. Went to downtown Disney yesterday because I want to do another video series. Uh, maybe once a week, once every two weeks. I don't want to promise weekly videos because it's hard. I also do tech videos for another channel. But I have my weekly Friday top five. And this week, obviously, I wasn't able to do it. I didn't have time. So I replaced that with a salt and straw taste test, which I want to do, like I said, maybe every two weeks, maybe once a month, because I don't really eat ice cream out that much. So once a month might be better. But the gist of that is when it comes to ice cream, I am a sort of plain person. I like normal flavors, vanilla, strawberry, cookies and cream, cookie dough. But salt and straw has these flavors, as you know. But I don't ever eat them because they just sound terrible. But I figured I could do a video once a month or every two weeks where I'll buy a flavor that I like because I know I'll eat it. And then I'll buy a flavor that I would never typically um, order. So there's a video up now on my YouTube. And it was pear, uh, was it blue cheese? Yeah, it was pear blue cheese. It, it wasn't very good, though even it tasted like, I like pears and I do like blue cheese, but as an ice cream, it was very interesting. To say the least, I could have swore the blue cheese ice cream had little bits of blue cheese in it because it did feel a bit chunky. Um, but no, it wasn't very good. <laughs> Spoiler alert for my video. Uh, the pear portion was fine, but I wasn't too big on the blue cheese portion. So I just, you could see my reaction that I could barely eat it. And then my backup flavor was um, just plain chocolate brownie, which was amazing. So I'll go back maybe in April, find another crazy flavor and see if I like it. Because it's weird. When it comes to food, I'll try pretty much anything. But when it comes to some desserts, I'm a little bit more picky. So we'll see what happens in April. Um... <sighs> I think that might be all. I was hoping to answer some questions, but recap. Went to Disneyland and DCA on Wednesday. Upgraded to Magic Keys. Finally got on Rise of the Resistance. Finally got on the new Spider-Man ride. Walked around, ate a lot. Um, did not get a chance to get my Matterhorn bobsled churro from that cart. Uh, hopefully, I'll do that next time. Um, yeah, going to DCA tomorrow. Food and wine festivals going on. Hopefully, try some of that food. Walk around, maybe get on, maybe get on Spider Man again. Who knows? 
And then, yeah, go from there. I enjoy doing these lives. I kind of like doing lives better than doing regular videos because I'm just talking. And if I mess up, I for some reason, I don't care. Like, you really can't mess up on a video. You have to edit it. But this is a live and anything could happen. So <sighs> that is that. I'm very happy that my live seems to be going well. Like I said, the last one wasn't very good and I had to check all the settings, but my bit rate, I haven't gotten an error. My stream health has been perfecto and everything looks good. I just wish I had some people here to talk to, but maybe next time I go in the park, maybe not next time tomorrow, but another time in the future, maybe I'll go live in the park, like uh, Instagram live or something. I can't go live. Well, technically, I can do YouTube live on my phone because I use uh, the OBS Studio app, and that works. So we'll see what happens. But let me just switch this back over here. And if you see this if now or if you watch this tomorrow or over the weekend, I hope you enjoyed my little chat to you guys, a little update. Um, in the comments, just let me know how your weeks went. If you went to any parks, uh, what was super exciting for you, whether it's Disneyland or Magic Kingdom or Disneyland Paris or any of the parks. Um, I'm always interested to hear about what everyone is doing and how much fun everyone is having. So with that being said, um, please feel free to like, subscribe, and uh, hit the notification bell. It'll help me um, put out more content. Just help me be more diligent. Right now, I think I have 17 subs. So um, I'm putting out videos for you. But like I said, on my tech channel, I have a good amount more. So that kind of takes precedent when I have video time. But I have fun with this. So hopefully I'll see you soon. I hope everyone has a great weekend. And I hope everyone has a great Disney weekend. And I'll see you at the parks and I'll see you on Twitter. Peace, everyone.